0: Hello, I'm Michael Tiedemann. I'm an abolitionist vegan from the United States. You can find me at a voice for That's a voice the number four animals.blogspot.com. And you're listening to coexisting with non-human animals.
1: I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully.
0: Vegetarian, vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but
2: I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals.
3: Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals, Eco Festival 2012, Vegan Cooking Classes and Vegan Pizza. Lots of lovely Invercargill Vegan Society activities to report on for this episode. The last regular episode before World Vegan Day, 1st of November. World Vegan Day, a most holy of holy vegan ceremonies. Try telling your boss it's a public holiday. Ha! it's a worldwide global recession anyway. Might as well take a day off work and be one of the cool kids. I would love if you'd send in a clip for my World Vegan Day 2012 special episode. Details will be in this episode's show notes, or you can find demo clips and questions at www.coexisting.co.nz, a post from late September. Here's an audio clip sent in from my friend Barbara as an example of how 2012 has been for veganism for her, how her vegan community in her area is, and what they are looking forward to in the future. Hint, jetpacks
0: hi jordan this is barbara de Graham from animal rights and rescue in north texas what our group is going to be doing for world vegan day this year is having a triple celebration because World Vegan Day is just a few days before our second anniversary, and it's also a celebration of the fact that our local vegan restaurant, Loving Hut, is still in business. They had closed down earlier in the year and reopened. So we're going to celebrate, look at all the activities we've participated in, and look towards doing even more next year. We've also had a memorial brick created that's on the walkway near our local dog park and near the animal shelter where several of our members volunteer including me and it's wonderful to go see that brick every time I walk to work and to volunteer we're hoping to get a photo with um, our vice president and me by the brick and use that um, for posting on World Vegan Day so we'll see if our plans come together and I'll look forward to hearing your podcast thanks for letting us be involved bye-bye Jordan take care
3: Thanks, Barbara, for sharing your plans and progress with promoting veganism. If you're listening to the show, hi! I'd love to include a clip from you, be it audio or video. I'll include four videos on a blog post made on the 1st of November, World Vegan Day, and use the sound from the videos received in the podcast episode. For more information, check out www.coexisting.co.nz or ask on our Facebook group, coexisting with non-human animals. I'd love to include you. So, what's been happening around here recently? Our October 2012 Invercargill Vegan Society Pollock went down well. We had a special guest, Anna, from the Christchurch Vegetarian Centre. Christchurch, home of the earthquake, is New Zealand's vegetarian epicentre. As we're about to hear, the Christchurch Vegetarian Centre has vegan activities running all the time. Russell and I tend to bring the same exact thing to each of our potlucks. He's taken to coordinating with me so it won't happen, but when I found out he was making pizza, I thought I'd match him for a joke and even order a commercial Hal pizza to be delivered to us at a specific time. HAL are a New Zealand pizza chain, which is taking over the world, starting with India, Ireland and Australia. Oh, and in Invercargill. You can hear more about HAL pizza in episode 84, Hellhounds with hot dogs accompany Stephen King and men in tutus. I ordered the pizza online a few hours before our potluck, arranging delivery for Catherine's house, where our potluck was to be held. It was set to arrive at 7.15pm, once we'd all settled down for the 7 o'clock potluck. Here's a thrifty budget saving tip for those folks on a tough global recession. Order your pizzas online and pay by credit or debit card. Because that way you're not fumbling around with change, where you might find yourself expected to give the pizza delivery guy a tip. Hey! It's not like America here. People are not expected to tip. Service industry jobs pay a living wage here. And what? So I'd pay with cash and have a spare dollar something in coins given to me as change? Um, thanks for delivering our pizza here after fumbling around with these coins in the dark. Here's a couple silver coins back. You keep them. The guy's going to be like, what? What's this going to do? Pay for my friggin parking or something. It's an insult, if anything. someone ordering a stripper gram? Oh, Um... Hey, sorry hey. to... Hey James. must be Jordan. Ah oh, yes, thank you. There we go, Jordan 1, double sinister. Thank you very much for your help. Uh, yeah, you are already paid for that, so <laughs> cheers. Have oh, a good night.
2: Pizza? You
3: Not that I know of.
2: What pizza is That is it vegan?
3: I've got no idea. Mm-hmm. Someone seems to have ordered three pizzas for this thing. It's almost like someone wanted to have some kind of taster's choice thing, you know? Yeah. It's like we had two Russells here. It's like almost someone would have three what? pizzas, so some guy was boasting about his it's one being sick. better than the hell one.
2: Mine's way better than hell. Did you
4: want a mushroom it? Uh, we'll
3: see. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, as always, I never know what month it was, but I think it's October now. <laughs> it's November next one. And I realised that last time we were too busy talking about a song called Call Boy Powerhead or something. We forgot the old Earth, Wind and Fire classic September, you know. Ah! Vegan Polo can September! That crazy song. Normally i let Catherine do the things, but it's from like the 70s or something. I don't know. It's way before I was born, so. Something like that. Um, so this one will have a dead mouse song, which is something more our generation's called October, so I don't know any, do you guys know any songs called November? I don't think there is really song, but... November, thank you. When's that from? Who sings that? Wait, who's that? That's the guy with the hat and the skulls or something? We grew up with Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, Slash! The Slash from there? Who's Slash on? Yeah, cause he's on, um... Not beat it. You, hey? black, he's on black or white, 91, okay I know that one, it's four ninety-seven. And so for some reason we couldn't, everything. Um, we couldn't be at my house because it's on renovations or something or earthquake got it or something so we're with Catherine and Catherine how are we? Were you well behaved or? Well
4: most nice? people were.
3: One person wasn't. <laughs> <That's> hey Russell, <laughs> uh, some guy brought pizza. To... Um, what did you make today?
5: I made some caramelised onion and mushroom and Party
3: Where did you get the cream cheese from? Because it's banned and you know, it's contraband in the castle. I smuggled
6: it, it in
3: from oh, Cover of Night, awesome. Yes. They're really cool. Um, did you listen to any interesting music? No. No? Sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey Russell, how are you? Oh, it was good. <laughs> um, so, what did you make today, Russell?
2: Oh, well, I made a, a better than hell pizza. Uh, a traditional way, uh, of course, made by hand with uh, love and compassion
0: pizza. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> wasn't it kind of thin? Like I heard Catherine complaining the base was kind of thin. Ah, uh, well, they see,
2: that's the traditional. You need to uh, stretch it out to one millimetre. But what it's is quite an accurate uh, process of, of measuring the crust? Because you know? Catherine... very vital, otherwise it's not really a pizza. This is the, the
4: crust that was supposed to be a stuffed crust. That, that wasn't
2: that
3: one? Oh, she will okay. take the blame. Rules.
2: Okay. It, it was stuffed on top.
3: Because <laughs> what would you say to someone who said, like, maybe we can make really awesome pizzas by using pita bread bases, because that really takes her a real Oh, well, then it out. wouldn't be
2: a traditional pizza, would it? But would it be a... It be what a, what a, do we call a, a, on the website?
3: Pita pizza. Yeah, pepper. Pita pepper pizza. And sorry, pepper. but
2: we're not at the pita pizza, you know. You can't do you can't so that
3: one. So there are three pizzas here, because some mysterious person, that no one knows, um, ordered a hell pizza as well. And what would you rate them like, since you're the chef extraordinaire guy? There was your pizza, there was the pita pizzas, which oh, is some I, nice I, think, mermaid, I think they were, they were, they were far,
2: far too thick, though. And, uh, and I think really the Hell's Pizza didn't really have
3: enough on it. Oh. okay. Well, your There's pizza... disappointing for them. Your pizza was awesome and I they like it. They can go to Hell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I better get out of here. <laughs> 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 and we had our special guest and friend, Anna, who came along. How are you today, Anna?
6: Oh, I'm having a good time here in mechanical even though the weather
3: could be better. Oh, how's the weather in Christchurch? I
6: believe it was a nice today, actually. Oh. It's supposed to be not so good tomorrow.
3: And you're with the Christchurch Vegetarian? I am indeed.
6: I Sometimes. work there 15 hours a week. It's awesome. my part-time job.
3: And so we have regular monthly potlucks, but what are some of the activities that you have in Christchurch?
6: Oh, we have definitely the most vegetarian centre in all of them, it, and there's no question there. But well,
3: technically we're a vegan society so we run up here. but... Oh that's true,
6: that's true, I've got to, yeah, alright, um, I'll I rest.
3: But how many like groups are there? Because we just have one monthly event, how many would you have in a if month? It's pop luck. Oh, for everything though. For everything,
6: well we'd have,
4: this month is actually very quiet, but we have a youth group which means every week and all sorts of other groups would be
6: on a good month, 10, 12 events. This month I think a seven or eight. We're
3: <laughs> gonna <laughs> <laughs> We're seriously gonna get sick of each other like the same. Yeah. <laughs> we like, trapped in, It'll be like a submarine trapped in rooms like going yeah, start crazy. Few, of course
6: we've got vegetarians sadly
4: you
3: know not everyone's quite as pure as you guys. <laughs> yeah we're chest and pure, yeah. <laughs> Well thank you, thank you for all <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing autographed copies of Icing on the Quake as well. <laughs> I was really glad to meet you.
4: Yes I believe you paid for them so hey sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes thank you. And Kerry what did you make today?
1: Um, I made some noodle kugel casserole, and um, some cream cheese brownies, and some peanut butter chocolate pillows. Awesome.
3: What would be your favourite thing to make, um, um noodle kooten?
1: kugel casserole?
3: Had you made it before?
1: No, no.
3: I've only got to look up what kugel it's, means as well. It's hmm.
1: from that burger book, the, the burger best book. vegetarian burgers on the planet. Oh, awesome. Um, but you can make it as a casserole as well. Awesome. Thank you.
3: And Luke, who's part of the Invercargill Vegan Society Medical Ward, right? Uh, indeed, yep. Yeah. What did you make today? Um, I made some beer bread and some cornbread. Did you have the recipe? Is it like passed on through the uh, generations? Or no, it's
7: actually from a book um, by a lady that does a blog called The... Uh, Happy herbivore. Oh, oh so yeah, I know the, the one, one yeah. with the elephant with the. Sprout oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. And oh, that's, cool. that's from her easy box, so.
3: <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm hoping to step it up a bit next time. Thank you for coming along to your first potluck, and I hope I haven't scared you off of putting the microphone in your face. Ah uh, no, it's
0: fine. Oh awesome. You oh and out enjoy
3: of it. out of the. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> um, out of all the pizzas yeah, of here, pizza. which ones do you think of the pizza was the best one? Oh, I'd have to say probably the peter bread one, so we're on the other side of the room from Russell, he can't beat us up. <laughs> With those lovely thick crusts right?
2: Is, is that why there's some left? <laughs>
3: there's only two? He's got a whole pizza left oh, here. a whole
2: tray got eaten!
3: Oh. <laughs> Excellent. No, all That's awesome.
1: Awesome. Uh-huh.
3: And Dan, what did you make today?
1: Um, I made asparagus, mm-hmm. tomato and Christmas salad.
3: And we went to Countdown on the way here and what was the juice that we brought? Uh, we
1: bought mango. I think you got pure. Did you get pure water? I think so.
3: Do I remember where it was made?
1: Uh, the other free tree
3: Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. fancy, because normally I have quote-unquote New Zealand Waiwera water, which is always tap water in one of their bottles, because I'm, <laughs> ch- cause I'm cheap like that. <laughs> so now we got water from the other side of the world, so it's been quite a quite a fantastic public. Like we have people from Invercargill, and people who rent their houses, and people who own their houses, <laughs> and, people, and people who come down and, from Christchurch, and people we had... <laughs> People who know Michael Jackson, people who remember, what was it? Guns and what? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I hope you'll come and meet the November Pollock, because apparently lots of people are coming for some event that we're having in November. Russell had made two whole pizzas, and they were strange square shapes too. And meanwhile, I'd brought a whole, I don't know, ten or something of my pita bread made pepper pizzas. And out of the ten or so I brought, there's only two left. So technically he had a whole tray, which was probably so that people could take some of his home. So there was definitely no shortage of vegan pizza at our October 2012 potluck. We've also had our Spring Eco Festival. Like-minded groups and businesses having stores inside a local hall. Shops promoting their wares, groups promoting their what's, and activists promoting their why's. Last year, I literally found out that the festival was going on the day before. I saw an article about it in a local newspaper, rang organiser Rebecca Munston and asked if I could be involved. Inversock had a tiny Formica table staffed by one single vegan. It went well. I made new friends, gave away vegan baking, took lots of photos, showed lots of photos to interested people from my iPad, and had a great time. And this year? The 2012 Eco-Festival? Well, I wheedled my way into a position of power. I managed to get onto the organising committee for Eco-Festival 2012. I've got a long blog post up about the festival, with more photos than you could possibly ever want to see. I also recorded audio interviews with other holders. It was a little terrifying being inside the badminton Hall at Stadium Southland again, since in 2010 the main venue collapsed due to a little bit of snow on the roof. We had harsh weather during the eco-festival, which led to a few of my inappropriate jokes about the place caving in. I'm always the life of the party like that. So what happened at eco-festival 2012? Lead organiser Rebecca asked if I would have a vegan baking demonstration, which was hard to turn down. Who wouldn't like to show everyone else how to bake banana chocolate chip muffins, and to seize the opportunity to spout off vegan propaganda while doing so? I had a decent sized table this year for the Invercargill Vegan Society stall, and beside me was Inversoc member Russell, who had a table for SAFE. We both promoted veganism, straight up veganism, which was great. I had full sized muffins at my stall, baked the night before, and Russell had perfect little iced cupcakes, free cupcake or muffin with a conversation, in the style of Renata Peters and the Alice Springs Vegan Society. When it came time for my cooking class, I asked Russell to man the Imbsoc stall. Rebecca announced my demonstration would begin over the PA system, and people met me at the facility's kitchen. I had a former alcohol bottle filled with water which I drank from during the day. I don't drink alcohol, especially not at eco festivals, but it's great fun to be seen drinking a clear liquid from a large vodka bottle all day long as the rain thunders down overhead. Can you look after my stall now Russell? Okay. (laughs) Just don't, not the vodka. I'm drinking the vodka.
4: So Jordan's just heading through to the cafeteria now, so if you would like to see a demonstration of how to make vegan banana chocolate chip muffins, uh, please head on through to the cafeteria for that. So that's vegan banana chocolate chip muffins, and they are delicious.
3: Now, I won't bore you by playing back the entire 17 minute long cooking class clip I recorded, it's on the blog post for EcoFestival 2012 if you really have nothing better to do at night and need something to help <laughs> help you fall asleep, listening to some guy awkwardly sift a couple cups of flour into a mixing bowl and mash bananas and stir in soy milk while a small crowd watch. Here are some of the riveting highlights though. So today we're going to be making vegan banana chocolate chip muffins and we're using fair trade bananas which uh, Holly Glatton who has the all banana or good banana stall in, inside the hall, she would approve of. If I can It's a difficult. Um, and you get these that take and save, and they're uh, quite useful in just like Ta da! Do you know much about veganism? Do you know um, what veganism I, is in I know the concept of not
6: eating animal products. But yes.
3: Got it in one. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we do all our baking and cooking and what we wear without other animal products. So, uh, not wearing animal skin or animal hair or animal heads or ears or eyes or noses. Um, and so, this recipe may be for non vegan baking that would use cow's milk and maybe birds' eggs, I think, for muffins and we do without and we're going to use soy milk and apple cider vinegar which is made from from apples actually apple cider I know that gets made. Before. so the first thing to do is that we mash the bananas and then we get to add the sugar which i should have yeah, and I thought I'd be really clever. I could have had a massive bag of um, of sugar, but I decided I'd put it in Marmite containers because I thought they might get New Zealanders kind of nostalgic for Marmite. Which... You've still got
5: two jars.
3: You do? Oh, I've only got one left, and I miss it really badly. Oh. So we've got brown sugar in this Marmite jar. We've got white sugar in this Marmite so jar.
2: Marmite is vegan.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's actually um, Sanitarium Company is actually a, a vegetarian company. It's run by the Seventh Day Adventists, and it's part of their spiritual beliefs to. Yeah, so they make soy, uh, Sanitarium also make the soy milk. It's made by a Sanitarium. It's called so as, as um, so that's we
5: just uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, it's part of their beliefs. And, uh, oh, wow. well, I'll put this in the oven. And thank you very much. So, some thank, you. thank you all very much for having me. And we have some more out in our store, which is just outside. You can see the recipe too. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic listening, isn't it? They'll be giving me the Pulitzer Prize or something for that one. Believe it or not, on the feedback forms filled out after the festival though, a fair number of people had written down that the vegan muffins are a memorable highlight. I gave away a couple dozen of the little blighters during the day. Everyone had a chance to try vegan baking. I like calling it vegan baking, like it's magically so different to non-vegan baking like it takes special skill to make muffins without using something from a hen's bottom or a cow's breast. Luckily everyone at Eco Festival had such a fantastic whiz in the kitchen as yours truly to show them the way. There was actually a particularly anti-vegan group at the event calling their business The Croft. They are involved with that Western A. Price Foundation, the dentist guy from like a hundred years ago who promoted drinking raw cow's milk or something. Apparently the group has made up its own rules over time since Price died, But I'm not an expert on them, like I am on vegan baking. I had a talk with the woman in charge, offering her the universal symbol of peace, vegan baking. I knew she wouldn't accept it, because it had flour inside and they're against flour as well as soy milk and soy itself and all kinds of other lovely things. But it was fun to make the gesture anyway. Likewise, (laughs) I wouldn't accept any of the giant glass jar filled with what appeared to be pure fat, raw cow's milk at room temperature. Come and say hello. We're in the vegan society, so I thought it's extend the olive branch. Do you have uh, muffins? I forgot they have wheat in them. Is that a.? It's cute.
6: Um, I, I'm not, I'm not kind to, of, I don't eat wheat, no.
3: Oh, sorry. So it's
6: very kind of you to. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a gesture and offer. It is nice of you to offer. And I would like to offer you some cheese, but you probably won't accept that. So, how long have you been a vegan for? Um, a couple of years. Okay. Okay. Hi. Right found that it's helpful?
3: I think so. That's
6: good. Good, good. No, I, um, I look after my animals with tender loving care. I don't know why. Don't know is, it why. Because, is it because you don't want animals to die for you? Or for it because because of health reasons? Or
3: um, um, moral
6: reasons?
3: Or... A little bit of everything. Okay. I say all of the okay. What's your best pamphlet to uh, try and corrupt me? Um,
6: well... Hmm. I think that one of the best things, to be honest, is the Western A. Rice Foundation because they are...
3: Uh, I saw that. I looked at the website before I came and I had yeah. heard about him, but he was a dentist, are,
6: Yeah, that's right. His work is very, very interesting. And actually when he visited the world in the 30s looking at healthy populations, he was really hoping he would find um, a community of vegetarians who were healthy. And he was quite sad that he didn't exist because he was quite a religious man and he was hoping that he could find... People eating healthy food that were, um, didn't eat animals. So his work is very interesting. Can I take one of these ones? Yeah? Uh, You're very welcome. Um, yeah, the benefits of milk. I mean, I don't know if, if that, that's. Yeah, yeah. But for vitamin A and vitamin D, they don't come in any plant foods. So that's my major. Um, vegetarians, yes, I can handle. Right but but you otherwise, know. you don't have vitamin A and vitamin D, and that's my concern.
3: Yeah.
6: Hello, Hank. Hey. Hello. How are How's things? Good. Very good. Hey, you seen I Did I did. I did. So yeah. kind have you got something for?
3: Well, for, you have one of these ones. Nice I thought to... I'd bring one of these ones around, but yeah. I'm sorry, I can't give you the real piece offering.
6: <laughs> yeah, I know. I eat. Um, I'm sorry, I
3: can't have the real piece offering.
6: I eat. That's right. I eat. Um. What else? If I eat baking, I would use nut flour, not wheat. So almond flour or something like that, not wheat. Because wheat is quite tough on your digestion, <laughs> I think.
3: That's it must have been too Yeah, you too. Okay. You too. Um, thank you for coming. I appreciate it very much. I'd ask for a quiet moment to ask them some questions about the croft and what they believed in and what the Weston a. Price thing was all about. And I think her partner was... Banging away, making non-vegan cheese something. (laughs) And she got kind of busy throughout. (laughs) But on their website, they have some crazy looking recipes. One of them's for beef stock. This is meant to be really healthy for you. Quote, Good beef stock must be made with several sorts of bones. Knuckle bones and feet impart large quantities of gelatin to the broth. Marrow bones impart flavour. And the particular nutrients of bone marrow and meaty rib or neck bones add colour and flavour. Place the knuckle and marrow bones, and optional calves' foot, in a very large pot with vinegar and cover with water. let stand for an hour. Simmer stock for at least 12 and as long as 72 hours. Da-da-da-da. Just before finishing, add the parsley and simmer another 10 minutes. Can you imagine that? This nice little herb sort of sprinkled in at the end. And quote, this is from the actual website, quote... You will now have a pot of rather repulsive-looking brown liquid containing globs of gelatinous and fatty material. It doesn't even smell particularly good, but don't despair. After straining, you will have a delicious and nourishing clear broth that forms the basis for many other recipes. (laughs) Remove bones with tongs or a slotted spoon. Let cool in the refrigerator and remove the congealed fat that rises to the top transfer it to two or three cups into plastic bags for long-term freezer storage mm. <laughs> the great thing about vegan food is that you never have to describe it as quote rather repulsive looking brown liquid containing globs of gelatinous and fatty material it doesn't even smell particularly good they didn't have any of this delicious and nourishing clear broth for sample at eco festival 2012 but even if they had I'm not sure it would have been quite as popular as our vegan banana chocolate chip muffins and cupcakes. You know, vegan baking. The Invercargill Vegan Society now has a medical ward. We have Dan, who is a nurse at the hospital, Noel, who is studying to become a nurse, and new member Luke, who is just about to become a qualified doctor. I met Luke at Green Drinks, the last Green Drinks. A monthly meeting at a local cafe to talk about environmental issues. I go to bring up veganism with attendees. It's kind of my thing, you know, it's like they're talking about solar panels and reducing energy costs. i like, hey guys, hear about veganism? They're like, yes Jordan, yes, we heard about it last time. We have it listed on the Invisoc website in the events section. Luke saw one of our posters at the hospital put up by Nurse Dan for the Invercargill Vegan Society and he looked up our website. He saw a green drinks listed there and made an effort to come and introduce himself to us, which was really nice of him. I asked Luke what he thought about vegans making health claims. I told him before that I'm not a doctor or nurse and I prefer not to make any boasts about increased eyesight or ability to stand on one foot for really long periods of time just by being vegan and all that kind of magic. But Luke said that the documentary Forks Over Knives was a good start to get people considering veganism, focusing on health and our environment we decided to watch Forks Over Knives as a group, with Dan and Luke representing the Inversock medical wing. Okay, and so being a total slacker, even though the movie came out in like 2011, according to Wikipedia, I've only just seen Forks Over Knives, and I know it's a really, poc- really popular really popular, documentary. Popular. Um, it's really popular with people about veganism and saying the health reasons for a, quote, plant-based diet, and it works out pretty cool, and it's kind of like the China study. And the Invercargill Vegan Society happens to have its own medical wing now. Uh, we have the official doctor and the official nurse of the Invercargill Vegan Society. And we all know my friend Dan, right? Hi. First vegan I ever met and how i always embarrassed with that big story. And we also have Luke, who I met recently. How are you, Luke? Uh, very well. <laughs> and what do you guys think... Um, of forks over knives, Luke, I mean, I know you know some of the people that are involved in it, the doctors uh, yeah i 've met uh, quite a few of them and I've, i 've trained under
7: Dr. McDougall recently um, in Santa Rosa in California for my elective, so that was fantastic, and I also know um, doug lyle um, who 's uh, the psychologist who 's in there talking about
3: the uh, pleasure trap and so forth Oh, huh. yeah yeah it 's the one about we like food and sex right and yeah, if yeah, it's and males, not
7: it 's males and so forth yeah
3: and the male sharks <laughs> they like sex and then food right. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick one of the doctors in here that you thought was like the coolest guy, the the most awesome of the doctors that's featured, who would you pick? Uh, that's a real tough
7: one because originally, um, who really got me into all this stuff was uh, probably Doctor Esselstyn, but um, Doctor McDougall's really the one who started it all. And um, yeah, he's just legendary in his field, so probably him. Even though he doesn't feature as much in the movie as Doctor <laughs> Esselstyn does, and he's looked at, um, he's looked at the different diseases, whereas Esselstyn sort of focuses on cardiovascular disease. And Dr McDougall just sort of uh, tells it like it is and sort of says that this basically fixes just about every disease, chronic disease, that we, that we know at the moment. So,
3: yeah. yeah. What did you think of the movie, Dan? Did you think it was quite good? and Would you sort of recommend it to friends who are asking about veganism? Would you say this is like a good thing for health? Or?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, we give patients um, like education DVDs on reducing the cardiovascular risks, But really, we should be playing this as well. um, Because, well, especially, I guess, in New Zealand, with the um, lobbying from the primary... (laughs) Was it primary industries?
3: Yeah, the uh, Minister for Primary Industries. It means the Agricultural Minister.
1: So people need to have the guts to stand up and present scientific facts.
3: Well, I got really excited about Fork Seven Eyes because I like Roger Ebert, the film critic. And he said that basically, you know, he's sort of missing his lower jaw now from all his problems and he can't talk. He lost his voice during cancer surgery, I think. And um, yeah, and so he can't talk. He's kind of like a Stephen Hawking kind of condition now. He can't talk and he's sort of reliant on medicine and he gets fed through a tube. And um, he talks with the computer, you know, hello, you are hearing me speak. I am Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. He's got that same similar kind of setup. And he said that it made him want to go on a plant based diet. And he was always heavily overweight. And mm. now he has a <laughs> perfect diet because it comes out of a can, you know, it's like bang on every calorie, every, like, every mm. sort of speak, every molecule is in the right. It's just the, the perfect kind of space astronaut food. And so he said it sort of made him want to go vegan, and apparently he's stuck with it. You know, I mean, he's getting fed out of a can, but he said that he feels yeah. good. He's, his, like, blood they cholesterol, everything's, yeah. everything's perfect, you know, yeah. just sort of, like an IV drip that goes into him. But um, apparently he stayed with it, so he's, he's pretty cool. You know, we were talking before about vegan heroes and celebrities, and what were some that you could think of off- offhand? Um, I was talking about Steve-O from Jackass.
1: Um, for me, probably more... Like Nathan Portman, who also designed a vegan shoe for Christian Dior. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, Yeah, we were talking about like Bill Clinton and Alan DeGeneres. Um, and
7: Rosie, what's it? No, uh, yeah, I heard something about looking into. No, no, Roseanne Barr or something. Roseanne Barr, that's yeah. right.
3: So, it's a really cool movie, and I'm really glad that I had our medical staff be able to watch it with me as we sat here around my computer and watched a legal copy of the DVD, definitely not downloaded um, off the internet.
1: Which we will sneak a few copies into the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and replace it in the Education DVD. Yeah, yeah that'd
2: be
3: good, eh? Well, thank you very much for your time, guys. It was awesome watching the documentary <laughs> was with you. Fun.
1: Thank you. Oh, cool,
3: thanks. Here's a particular clip from the movie I quite like. It's really descriptive and interesting yeah, sounding. A lot of Dr. Terry Mason is Commissioner of Health for the city of Chicago. He's one of the few public officials in America who openly supports a plant-based diet.
1: If it walked, hopped, swam, crawled, slithered, had eyes a mom and a dad, don't eat it.
3: And guess who I saw at the Eco Festival? Why, Dr. Luke M.D. (laughs) So we're here at the Eco Festival 2012, and it's just like last year's, except it was bigger and better. And then Chicago Vegan Society had a bigger stall and stand, and we had a table and a green tablecloth, and it worked out really cool. And uh, we had muffins, we had chocolate with cinnamon, which my friend Grant suggested to me, and he's a very nice man i of Sea Shepherd. And uh, I made lemon ones, and I made banana chocolate chip ones. And the guy next to me was kind of decent as well. And, um, yeah, he's apparently vegan or something. Are you vegan, sir? Uh, apparently so.
2: Uh, I, I think it uh, involves not eating uh, meat or you know, dairy
3: products. What about bone broth? Does it have bone broth and raw cow's milk? Uh, only human bones, I, I think, is the only option for vegans. Sounds like you live under a bridge or something, a <laughs> troll. <but.
2: laughs>
3: ah. And how was your table as well?
2: Uh, it seemed to be pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, 99% uh, hit rate on positive side. Awesome. And who won your wonderful goodie? Oh effort? we we raffle. had a, a raffle for a whole lot of beautiful vegan food. Uh, it's uh, Jeanette. Uh, hopefully we can contact her and
3: Awesome Jeanette, good one. Woo! Oh awesome. And I love all your books. I mean I've seen some of them like the uh, the uh, pornography The Pornography, pornography of, of Meat by Carol Adams, so I quite like that one and yeah. And also, can I include you, Luke? Yeah, of course. You will. My friend Luke, who I've met before at Green Drinks, is here. How are you today, Luke? Um, very well, thank you. And it's always lovely to meet another vegan, and you came to Green Drinks and said, hey, I'm vegan, and it's it's cool, and yeah, gave it's... me a high five, and <laughs> we had the secret handshake, you already knew it. Yes, yeah, it definitely. Really cool. no, and we, we hope to see you at the next potluck, because it's cool to have a, a nutritionist here. Uh, would you say a nutritionist? What well, would you, what's I'm, the best I'm, title I'm, you
7: could say? Well, i I'm still a medical student, so I'll be a doctor in a couple—well, in a month. Doctor Luke. Yep. Uh, not yet, but
3: Doctor yeah, Luke with, with, with an
7: interest in nutrition, I guess you could say—a strong interest in nutrition. Cool.
3: Say. Well, yeah. I'm turning 25 in a few—you know—a couple of weeks' time, and I'm already getting used to calling myself, you know, 25 instead of 24. So maybe just get used <laughs> to Doctor Luke, yeah, exactly. and sort of break it in already. No, Thanks very cool. much for being here, and it's really awesome you can make it. Russell has a non-smartphone, and you could hear him beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop away as he rang the winner of his vegan products raffle. What a great idea, to sell raffle tickets for a big hamper, the money going towards an animal sanctuary or charity. Speaking of Grant Meekle of Sea Shepherd, I ran into the guy, and did he like the muffins I explicitly made for him? Or... Did he try to find faults in them? We are soon here. I'm here with my friend at the Eco Festival, Grant Meekle, and Grant was the guy who told me about this wonderful idea for one of my vegan recipes. And he said, oh, what, what would you basically say? You know, too much bloody cocoa in there and that peppermint piece of crap? I'm not a
7: straight strong, and I'm not a strong chocolate fan. So half the amount of chocolate and equal it with cinnamon and it'd be just nice. But I still think
3: Jordan's overdone the chocolate a bit too much. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'm really going to make that chocolate anemic, you know. I'm really going to starve the chocolate out of it next time, OK? But apart from, let's just pretend the chocolate was all right. Would you say the cinnamon was about right? I actually think you sneaked a bit of coffee into one of them too, and I'm allergic to coffee. I didn't, didn't I the didn't. Oh, you did like, not? It, I thought of it, um, chocolate and cinnamon. It smelled like coffee beans or something to me when I was making it. You know, oh, wasn't coffee? I, no coffee in it, I swear.
7: Oh, right, no. No, the rest of them was fairly good, except for that coffee one that I managed to get hold of. <laughs>
3: I'm really sorry to hear that then. Um, I'll, there's definitely no coffee in the house, but I'll make sure I'd, absolutely next time. But um, what about your stalls? How are your stalls?
7: Oh, they are good. We managed to get some good contacts. There's a couple of people there interested in the Hector Dolphins locally, which is awesome. One of them was a school teacher. So I'm going to forward her the WWF uh,
3: school project pack that I have. And what do you think about um, the fact that New Zealand, we, we were the ones that didn't sign for one of the nets for the fish killing, you know?
7: What else do you expect when our Prime Minister's a stockbroker who's only interested in the short-term gain, not the long-term gain of
3: anything? Oh, it sounds like you think we should overthrow the government and install you <laughs> as a dictator for life or something? <laughs> <laughs> green all the way, I think. Ah, well thank you
7: very much for your time, Grant. Righto, thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Let's hear that on the internet, you?
3: No, no, I would never put anything like that on the internet, Grant. Just like I'd never put coffee in, damn thing. I swear, there's no coffee in the house, I promise. There's no coffee in the whole house, (laughs) yet somehow he he swears there was coffee in it, so you never know. Next year, next year, I'll try extra hard to impress the guy. At the festival, I also found Holly Guyton of the infamous Guyton family of environmental activists. Holly is best known for her fair trade promotion, including all good fair trade bananas. So I'm here with the wonderful Holly Guyton of the tremendous Guyton royalty family of eco... helping out And she had a store for Orga Bananas, how are you today Holly? I'm
4: good thank you, how are you?
3: And um, I'm very good because I used some of your fantastic fair trade bananas. Did, was it a successful stall? And you had a yeah, man and was... a gorilla suit or something?
4: Yep we had a, a yellow gorilla going around giving out free bananas to people and we've been doing taste things with bananas all day and giving out pamphlets and information and recipes.
3: Awesome. Um, is it just pick and save really in town that has all good bananas normally? Guess,
4: um yep, yeah, right now it is, but over the next couple of weeks we're trying to get more, we're, we're approaching more store more shops to stock the bananas. So we've been giving out um, kind of request cards that, that um, get customers to give to other to all their favourite stores.
3: Awesome, because you know, I go to pick and save all the time and it's there's no bananas and it like that gets me really mad and I say to the produce manager says, well oh, you yeah, they keep selling out and you know <laughs> I know you can't tell him, well, buy some bloody more then, but <laughs> would you recommend he buy some more? Yes,
4: definitely. I think there's a big demand at the moment for fair trade. It's going up, so they need to definitely get some more bananas.
3: <laughs> well, thank you, Holly. <laughs> thank you. And here's environment, South and counsellor Robert Guyton himself. We start off discussing recording equipment for his radio show, Get Down okay. to Earth. <laughs> awesome. So this might be good for your show if you have a small one as well. I have. Did you bring one? Yeah, or on your phone, it's yeah. not it's got a microphone in the e. it's called IRBAX. Oh, it really you know good. that? Yes, that, it's that, meant to be good. That, well apparently it's a very expensive and no one uses it out of the station except me. So I've been doing interviews all over the show. Oh you better get your money's worth then. Yes. Especially well, when you don't have to pay for it. That's exactly. the real money's worth. Really good. So I'm at the Eco Festival 2012, it sounds good singing. Eco Festival 2012, I need like Eco an echo reverb, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, a proclamation from God or something I think, <laughs> and I'm with the wonderful Robert Guyton, hmm. how are you? Today? I am very well thanks, Jordan. <laughs> how are you Robert, how was your store today, what, what did you have on display? Uh, we were grafting apples, as we do, that's our, our flagship really, <laughs> The apple.: grafting, it oh, was very popular. Is it true that Guyton's like Scottish for grafting apples or something? That or is correct. That Gaelic? Is the correct- is it Gaelic? Yeah, it is. It's Gaelic. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how do you graft an apple? Uh, well, I do it with finesse and style, but most people use a, uh, a sharp blade and a pair of secateurs. Was it on point and, on, <laughs> when they're on the tiptoes in right. ballet? When yeah. you're good, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, oh. so yeah, that's it. Just putting together rootstock and sign wood using a sharp knife and a bit of grafting tape, that's all there is to it. You make it sound easy, but I'm sure I'd end up cutting myself in a thousand different ways. Well I did offer you the chance to have a go and you skived off fairly quickly. Skived off, better that than chopped off. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time Robert. You're welcome, see you next year. But seriously, yeah, (laughs) I would have cut myself for sure. Our friend Michael Thomas was at the festival too. I see Michael at Green Drinks each month where we discuss technology and his fascination with building houses out of straw, sustainable insulation. So I'm here at the Eco Festival with the wonderful Michael Thomas of Sustainable Building Alliance. Yes. And what would you say about building houses using straw bales? Is that a good way to do things? Well, I love them. I think they're great. and We've been designing and building and living in straw bale for almost 20 years now. And uh, when we first started, it was not as well-known as it is now, but it's been featured on Grand Designs in This Old House. So a lot of people know about straw bale building, and uh, we, we just think it's a great way to build. What would you say to those people that say, you know, straw bale's a bit sort of, it's had its time, and we should be making, I don't know, fiberglass insulation houses, or what's whatever the new thing is. Is straw bale the way to the future as well as the way of the past? Well, I, I think straw bale is one method that we can use for sustainable and... Um,
1: more environmentally friendly building. It's not the only way. Uh, I don't think we have enough wood on the planet to build every single house out of wood or every single house out of any
2: one material. So this is is another source of being able to build environmentally friendly,
3: all natural materials. It's a waste byproduct and uh, lots of good reasons why it will work. Oh, well, thank you very much for coming here. It was wonderful to see you here. And it was great to ask you questions. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. One last Guyton for the day, Terry Guyton, the eldest son. Parkour is all about running and jumping off things, trying to break your neck, basically. Again, as I'm saying with everyone, I'm here at Eco Festival 2012. Woo! Yeah, yeah! Yeah! Hey, put your damn clothes back on! <laughs> There's a naked man running around here. <laughs> And I'm here with yet a third Guyton. And I'm sure that there must be more of them, but I, I'm going to track them down one day. But I'm here with Cherry Guyton. How are you today, Cherry? Good, good. And what f- group did you have a stall with today? Um, I was with Transitions Towns today, but I had my keen eye on the Parkle Southland group. They were the most interesting to me. Did anyone snap any necks or break any bums? Or I
7: was told probably, I don't know, two or three dozen times by um, older people who were at my stall, talking about them... Not realising that I was actually part of Parkour South and that they were going to break
3: their necks, but um, it didn't eventuate. (laughs) And has it ever eventuated? Yes, um, uh, but very rarely. Oh, I'm squirming here. (laughs) And, I mean, what would you say about parkour? Is it like the way to go? Is it the way of the future? Um, Parkour is life. People just don't realise it. They think it's a dangerous sport, but it's neither of the two. Would you say that people without parkour are just sort of existing in another world, like the yeah, Matrix kind of nice lifestyle, we need to unplug and take the red pill or whatever it was? Is, is exactly, it the red exactly, pill or bill pill? Exactly, exactly. Oh, well thank you very much for your time, Terry. No worries. Hey, naked guy, get the Christ out. Of- Last clip from the Eco Festival with lead organizer Rebecca Amunsten. We'd been joking about how people get her name wrong. I always want to pronounce her na- her surname. Jeez, I can't even get it. Surname, I can't even say surname right. How can I say Munston right? I always want to say Edmondson or something, but people also call her Amanda instead of Rebecca or something. Her name is very confusing, it even makes you mispronounce surname. Surname, surname, surname. I can say surname, can't you, Jordan? Come on. So I'm here with a I'm here with Rebecca Uh of the Eco Festival, the Transition Towns Eco Festival 2012. How are you today, Rebecca?
4: Not too bad, not too bad.
3: And the roof stayed on, even though we were technically at part of Stadium Southern and it was...
4: Yes, <laughs> it did having, indeed. But we're having
3: perfect weather outside now, so that's I awesome.
4: know. It's uh, finally decided to clear up, and the sun's shining, which is nice.
3: Did you, would you say it was bigger and better than last year?
4: Uh, not bigger. Um, I well, it's think. it's the exact
3: same venue, but yes. it hasn't grown overnight. But... No, no. But it was definitely I think brighter. it
4: was certainly, um, I think, a wider range of stalls this year and exhibitors. And, um, yeah... Probably more interesting, maybe quirky (laughs) stalls than last year.
3: And did I do a good job since last year? I was like, I literally found out about the day before and I came here and just sort of gave the $10 (laughs) and begged anyone to have a table at the venue. And this time I was the first to book and register. Yes,
4: that's true, that's true. So I'm giving myself a pat on the back.
3: (laughs) So I've learned. Thank you very much for hosting and thank you very much for putting it on and thank you for making it come together and thank you for letting me be a part of it.
4: No worries, thank you for supplying the... uh, banana chocolate chip muffins, vegan style, because they were certainly tasty and they kept me going.
3: (laughs) Here's the $20 note I just bribed you with. (laughs) Thank you.
4: Thanks.
3: (laughs) Eco Festival 2012 was uh, the same exact size, but brighter than ever before. Despite reports of coffee-tainted muffins, which were totally made up, I assure you, although cocoa and cinnamon would work well as a hot drink flavour combination, the vegan style muffins were a big hit. In the cooking demonstration, I mentioned that huge New Zealand food brand Sanitarium was a Seventh-day Adventist-run company. They have a large range of vegan products, alongside New Zealand mainstays such as Wheat-Bix, a breakfast cereal which is kind of these brick-like bars of wheat which break down when you have them with hot water and soy milk, into a porridgey mush. But their product I like most of all, Marmite, the precious New Zealand Marmite, Unavailable since the recent Canterbury earthquakes which put their factory out of commission. Regular reports and photos are shared onto the sanitarium Facebook page, with national ad campaigns of, don't freak, it'll be back. It's been months, half a year, a year since Marmite was easily available on supermarket shelves. A delicious black, thick toast spread. I always had it with my lunchtime sandwiches at work. Lovely fresh bread, tomato, red onion, lettuce and Marmite for a tangy, strong flavour. Very salty. Hard to explain the taste exactly. It's made from brewer's yeast and is a great source of iron and B12. The Adventists here in Invercargill are actually running a weekly vegan cooking class now. Every week. How cool is that? Just to be in a room with the whole group of people who openly say vegan with slideshow presentations by Dr. Thomas about cholesterol and how the food we eat can affect us. Many are vegan-ish, heading to vegan. It's superb. I've been to both the cooking classes so far, and really look forward to attending more. I've added their details to the Invercargill Vegan Society's events page to encourage more people to support the class. Atheist or not, we're all welcome. At today's class, I recorded a short interview with my new religious friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm here at the second running of the Choose Life Seventh-day Adventist vegan cooking class, and it's been a wonderful thing about learning new recipes and meeting new friendly people, and learning about different types of potatoes and cholesterol, and people who have met Dan before. And um, how did you start the class, Thomas? Like, How did you guys decide to have a focus on health and things?
6: Um, As (coughs) Adventists, health is a very important part of what we believe in, Mm. uh, because we believe that we... Uh, part of God's temple, you know, like God lives in us and we need to keep it clean and holy. And for us to serve Him, we need to keep ourselves healthy. And so for about 150 years almost now, we as Adventists have followed a very healthy lifestyle principle. I mean, those who do want to follow do it. And um, since we have this information, we always like to tell people around and so we thought the best way would be to have cooking demos because we tell people to live healthy, but they don't know how to cook healthy. Mm. And so that's how this uh, whole idea came about. Are most
3: Adventists, like I saw a figure that's something around 30% of vegetarian or vegan? Do you think most here, you know, mm-hmm. is, if there was 10 Adventists in a room, how many do you think I would think be? I
6: think so. We would have at least 50 to 60 person, isn't it? Mm. Yeah.
3: Depends where you go, uh, yeah.
7: but it's, it's something we, we recommend mm-hmm. uh, to people.
3: Okay, yeah. well, it's just great. I love learning about different re- religions that have a focus on veganism. Like, I'm kind to of view the Hare Krishna's, and they have different things as well. And I think, I grew up in a Catholic family, and it's sort of like, well, when the Catholics have that, you know, Christianity shouldn't have a, some, similar strains, but it just, they seem to have forgotten all that. Yeah. Although at school, I remember there's a thing about um, not having animal flesh on Fridays. Is that part of all Christianity? or Is that just the Catholics? I think. I think maybe I think just the Catholics make, with that one. Yeah. yeah, And that one, I remember thinking, it was like, Oh my God, no flesh on! And that's apparently how McDonald's got the filet fish thing. They made that because the demand. Of like, oh God, we can't. We have to sell them something, you know, the Catholic population. <laughs> so that's how the filet-o-fish burger come around. Um, because there's apparently a difference between eating the the flesh of fish and the flesh of other animals, right? Well, let's hope they can work on their vegetarian burger. <laughs> <didn't> oh, their <laughs> vegan burger, yeah, vegan, would be awesome, being. have it all, vegan. Yeah. You had a great demonstration about potatoes, and like I've got a friend, Robert Guyton, and he's into mm. different varieties and stuff. And how many different types of potatoes do you grow? Uh, well, I only grow about a dozen different um, kinds. Yeah, he's yeah. so modest. <laughs> <laughs> now there's guys out there who grow lots more than I do, uh, oh. but I just I, I like using uh, different potatoes for different types of dishes, and um, also the different textures and and colors you can get, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, I've become a bit of a potato connoisseur since up and down here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, um, Suzanne, you met, you met Dan at the yes. hospital, and that was a great story. Could you share the story? Because Dan was the first vegan I ever <laughs> met, and so I got really excited. I saw the bump stick on her car. I was like, oh, another vegan here. the first vegan I'd ever met. It was like, you know, best day of my life sort of thing. Not quite, but right. so how did you meet well, Dan?
5: Well, I, I had a blood clot in my lung, and uh, so I ended up in the hospital. And she came in in the morning and said, now, <laughs> what would you like to eat? I'm gonna put orders through to the kitchen and stuff. So she said, well, um, what sort of meat? Well, I'd rather not have any meat, if that's okay. Oh, well, what um, what about eggs? Well, no, I'd rather not, thank you. Well, what about cheese and milk and stuff? She said, well, I said, well, actually, no, I don't actually have any of that if I can get out of it, thank you. She said, you're a vegan. I've never seen a vegan in the hospital before, and she was just so excited. and I thought, This is so cool. Oh. So, she told me about you and your little society, and I thought, It's okay, getting big, hey, it's not it little. little. We've got it
2: ten double growing. digits now, we're growing. <laughs> it's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> oh. so, well, yeah. I thought
3: it was great because I know that I trust the Adventists with food before the sanitarium, of course. Right. And I'm just wondering, I know the story going to a religious believing school. I know the story about the loaves and the fishes and I'm not comparing you guys to Jesus. I don't want to offend (laughs) anyone, but it's a good way. And I thought my friends, my Adventist friends, I'm missing this little guy. Can you guys identify what this is? Where did you get that? Can you identify <laughs> what this is? It seems to be a black kind of yeast-based spread. Yeah, is it? that's called Marmite. Oh, I Marmite. So I can trust you to hold on to it. I, I can't think. quite. I, I, know know that, I know that Adventists yeah. make more of it, but I thought if I just sort of click my together, you know, so there's no yeast-based spread like Marmite. There's no yeast-based spread like Marmite. There's no yeast-based spread. There's not more of it? It doesn't work. No, sorry. Oh, well, at least you didn't steal it. I mean, no, no. do you have any at home? Because yeah, I know this is about half a jar. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> Most
7: of us and, uh, have a little stash
3: at home.
0: <laughs> it's, it's wonderful.
3: I've got
5: just this little wee jar and it sits in there. It used to be a big jar until my daughter discovered it and
3: swapped for a little jar. Oh. And then <laughs> so I thought if all Adventist feeds is half as good as what Cemetery makes for vegans, I thought I have to come to this class. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you for will. putting it on and thank you for your time. Very well, I love that we now have a weekly vegan cooking class. At both events so far, There's been a crowd of 20 to 30 people, which is great. Imagine if they all go vegan, they're certainly coming our way. It's really amazing to think that we now have a weekly vegan cooking class, as well as our own monthly potlucks. And the more vegan activities we can hold, the better. We've got to catch up with that Christchurch vegetarian centre somehow. I feel we're very lucky indeed to now have a regular vegan cooking class. Remember, it's not that long ago that I'd never met another vegan before. February 2011, I met Dan. Soon, it'll be two years to the day. And speaking of vegan events... (laughs) November 1st is World Vegan Day, the holiest day in all of secular veganism. I'm going to run a World Vegan Day special, featuring clips of vegans around the world. If you'd like to be included, please check out www.coexisting.co.nz it's on the, uh, in the important links part on the very top right of the page, sort of, you'll see it right there about clips wanted. <laughs> I'd like to include as many vegans from around the world as possible, sharing what it's like to be vegan at their part of the world, how 2012 has been for them as a vegan, if they have any plans for World Vegan Day, and if they have a solid supply of Seventh Day Adventist Made Marmite available. Here's an example from Ron in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Hello, Jordan. Greetings from Melbourne, Australia and a very happy World Vegan Day to you. In Melbourne, we are celebrating World Vegan Day on 11th November and this year, we have got a bigger and new venue. This year, we're expecting more than 5,000 people and it will be the biggest vegan event in the Southern Hemisphere. So Jordan, a very happy World Vegan Day to you and to all your vegan friends in New Zealand and all across the world. Thank you for choosing a path of compassion and empathy for your health, for your planet, and for the animals. Happy World Vegan Day, Jordan. Thank you.
3: <laughs> five thousand people? Five thousand people? Are you kidding me? Um. Okay, well, our RSVP event is aiming more at a, you know, more Invercargill-like 20 to 30, but five thousand people? It's, um, our event's still going to be cool. I promise it's going to be really cool. Absolutely. Five freaking thousand. More details about the World Vegan Day episode can be found at www.coexisting.co.nz. We'll also have details of our World Vegan Day 2012 plans on the Invercargill Vegan Society website, www.invsoc.org.nz. I'm looking forward to World Vegan Day, and I hope you are too. Thank you for listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. You can find the script for this episode with all our lovely show notes, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at www.coexisting.co.nz. If you'd like to contact me, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at info at Info at invsoc.org.nz I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, Jordan Wyatt, W-Y-A-T-T. And please like our groups, Invercargill Vegan Society and Coexisting with Non-Human Animals on Facebook. Thank you for listening.
1: of animals as things and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally
0: right thing to do.